Hey everybody, this is Kevin Kautzman with the podcast Get This. It's the show about things people love. And I'm coming to you from the Corona Quarantine <laughs> Bunker Studio here in upstate Manhattan. It is March 15th. In the foul year of our Lord 2020, and that's becoming increasingly true as we go along here. Hopefully, I'm able to get out of the city at some point, and we aren't completely locked down. I'm joined by Kate Parnell. Kate, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining me. We were talking briefly before the show. This is the first podcast you've ever been on, huh? It is indeed. All right. And, and where are you right now? I am uh, in my underground bunker in Washington, D.C. Uh, it's it's actually it's in my underground apartment. OK. All right. Well, you're well positioned to ride this out. I guess so. I just went to the grocery store today, so mm-hmm. I'm a little bit late on uh, the prep thing. OK. All right. Well, I'm fingers, sure we'll... fingers crossed. Right? I know. Right. It's it's getting pretty real. Uh, as soon as they canceled all the sports leagues, I think that really struck people. And I just read today that. They're closing all the pubs in Ireland, mm-hmm. at least until like the middle of April or something like that. It, it's it's a really uh, strange new reality. Yeah, yeah, bizarre. But this <laughs> it's is getting the, a lot more real every it, second. Indeed, yeah, right. It's bizarre. Uh, this is the show about things people love. Get this podcast.com. And I met you in DC recently. And mm-hmm. I was on a trip with my fiance and we ended up at this place called it's Showtime, right? Is that Showtime. It? Showtime. Yep. And is it North DC? It's in, uh, it's technically in Northwest, the mm-hmm. Northwest quadrant of DC. Yeah. But, uh, and we were hanging the na- out. Neighborhood's yep. called Bloomingdale. Bloomingdale. We were hanging out there. It's a very cool bar. I'm sure we'll talk about it. And I noticed you were doing some drawing. And that's what we're going to talk about today. You're an artist, uh, an MFA, Mm -hmm. and what is it you do? Uh, For the past, uh, now this is going to be wrong, but probably around 400 days, I've been drawing Garfield from memory every day. Garfield the cat. Garfield the cat, yes. All right. Davis. (laughs) Garfield the cat from memory (laughs) every day. And I, we were hanging out, and I noticed you had this drawing of Garfield. I think it was a, like a very muscular Garfield. It was maybe like an Arnold Schwarzenegger Garfield. Was that what you were doing? Um, I remember you you got one unfinished Garfield that okay. was kind of a little macabre Garfield. Uh, okay, I, I recall, recall that. Yeah, there was yeah. bat wings. <laughs> bat wings, right? Is that the one? Uh, I thought you bought the Ted Bundy one, to be honest. But I don't know <laughs> well, if anyway, I should go were, there already. I saw you were drawing uh, Garfield, or as you call him, Garf. You you have shorthand. You you have such a relationship with Garfield. You're on this nickname basis, and I, I couldn't well, help. I, yeah, I got kind of I got kind of worried for a little while about uh, trademark infringement. Ah. but I think I've just crossed that Rubicon, you know, a while back. I, yeah, I'm inclined to agree. <laughs> I wouldn't worry too much about it. We live in this age of memes and uh, you know reclamation and all the rest. Uh, but so, I mean, let's just cut to, straight to the chase and say, you know, uh, tell people where they can find your your Garfield every day. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm the worst <laughs> at this. It's on Instagram. Um, it is Garfield at Garfield from memory. That's what it's called. Pretty straightforward. Well, and yeah. yeah. And now I get to do my job and ask you a thousand questions. About <laughs> Please do, because I have no idea what to say. That's all right. No, it's great. So you, you've done this for 400 days-ish. Mm-hmm. And, ish. right. So 2018, 
you began. Is that right? Is my math right? Or early 2019? Early 2019. February 24th. 2019. So it's probably, I think the, the days are, are not correct. Well, it's, uh, you know. It's in the neighborhood of 400 days. All right. And perhaps a, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and perhaps there's the obvious lot, question yeah. is why and what inspired you to start doing this? Well, um, I mean, you would think I'm kind of a crazy Garfield person, but uh, I just, I really needed to motivate myself to help get through a really uh, sort of bleak period personally mm. and a period where I felt very creatively blocked, but I really didn't want to set the bar very high <laughs> at all because <laughs> I wasn't really sure I'd clear it otherwise. Uh-huh. So uh, I figured I was spending a lot of time at a great restaurant, meats and foods, best half smoke in DC. Um, and they have a fantastically curated Garfield collection there. And I thought that's as good as anything. And why the from memory part? Well, it just kind of struck me. Uh, I remember in elementary school trading drawings, everyone could draw cartoon characters more or less, at least their, their kind of memory of what they were. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you could, you know, you'd swap a, Twinkie or something for a really great <laughs> Snoopy drawing. Yeah. Barter, the original. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't really moved on, I suppose. You've been, yeah, you've been making <laughs> the short answer. Making Twinkies from, from art since you were in elementary school. Where did you go to school? Uh, where, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Richmond, Virginia, originally. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, I went to college in New York mm-hmm. and did my MFA up there. And then and somehow I ended up in D.C. Right. Uh, surprisingly to me, um, mm. it's pretty cool. So yeah, I like DC. Yeah. That, that bar is really something. We've talked about it a few times now on the podcast. But if you're in DC, definitely check out Showtime. What's the story there? Are you are you a regular there? Uh, I I am. It's kind of my my living room. It's a really special place. There's a really great community of people. A lot of musicians, other bartenders, service industry people. Just a really great mix. And always great conversation. Yeah, I noticed that. I, we felt like we were really lucky landing in that place. We went, oh, okay, this is that kind of that kind of joint. It has a bit of what I would call an Austin vibe. Feels it reminded mm-hmm. me of some bars in Austin. Although I'm sure it's its own thing. And then of course, Granny and the Boys, the house band. Yeah, this is the first Sunday I think that they won't play at Showtime since oh, no. they first started playing. Wow, um, it just you know that. Alice Granny is, uh, I believe she's 86 years old. So, wow, she can rock out, but we're not we're not Ooh, trying to yeah. push her to take any chances, right? Yeah, you want to keep her around for a while. That's amazing too. I, I got to hear her play, and boy, I mean, it, it's just not mm-hmm. even. Yeah, she's great. She's holding it down. Fantastic. It was such a such a fun time. They were over, there over President's Day weekend, and uh, that was mm-hmm. really cool. So, drawn Garth from memory. Uh, what <laughs> did you immediately start? And I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not laughing at it. I just think it's such a wonderful thing. Uh, it's so well, you know, mm-hmm. it really it's a very freeing thing when mm. you think about it because there's, I think there's even a quote somewhere from Jim Davis saying something along the lines of, Garfield isn't really a whole lot beyond a few key signifiers. You know, mm. he's orange. 
He has stripes. He likes lasagna. He likes lasagna. Natch. <laughs> Monday's not so hot on that. Nope. Um, like Mondays. <laughs> and it's really kind of a framework that you can apply to a lot of things. You know, I think he said, you know, Garfield doesn't immediately seem particularly masculine, particularly feminine. Mm, mm-hmm. He's kind of a fluid character. Mm. Sometimes he's sometimes he's a very loving character. Sometimes he's a terrible character. Right. You know? Right. Um, it just seemed like a very flexible format to kind of go nuts with. I remember loving the Garfield books when I was a kid. That's not anything I've, I had thought about for a long time, but, and of course in normal is, is normal his cousin. Is that it? Oh, uh, there's Odie, <laughs> there's like normal. I would like to think there, uh, there's Arlene who's uh-huh. his girlfriend. Okay. Um, right. She's pink. Okay. She has human, large human lips. It's uh, <laughs> unusual for a cat. Um, <laughs> It's it's kind of a strange social dynamic in the in the cartoon. I think most people have noticed that at this point. Mm. John Arbuckle is a real uh, uh, loose cannon. I don't know, weird guy. <laughs> Maybe How not a loose that? cannon. Yeah. Well, there are. A few, I don't know. There's a few times here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where what? What does he do? It's just well, there, there's one. Uh, the so the Garfield world the Gar- world of garfield appreciators i think has grown exponentially on the internet mm-hmm. these days and there's one and and i will try and tell this in a way that does not violate any kind of radio <laughs> principle <laughs> Indeed. keep it keep it somewhat clean he, yeah. he's <laughs> i think he is speaking with a with the vet that he's in love with and i'm blanking on her name now which would probably get me in trouble with a lot of people no no and drinks what he thinks is a cup of coffee. And there's a, there's a certain misunderstanding as to what was actually in that cup of coffee or what was, what was it? Jim Davis was trying to imply was in the cup of coffee. Uh-huh. Something about a litter of puppies. I don't know. It, it's a, it's, it's a weird one. There's, a, there's some that really just kind of push the edge. Either, I guess, or, or just, are are sort of strange and maybe mm. unintentionally fantastically weird. Isn't there a meme where it's just the the Jim character in the in the frames, but Garfield's not there, <laughs> and it's like uh, there's yeah. Gar- yeah Garfield minus Garfield. Right. That one actually, uh, I think Jim Davis published a collection of Garfield minus Garfield. He enjoyed that one. Yeah. There's a From what I understand. I, yeah. I know so much more about Garfield than I ever thought I would <laughs> in my life at this point. What's the definitive, there must be a definitive biography of, of Jim Davis or something, right? Like what's the story there? Golly. I haven't, <laughs> I hope so. I haven't really gone down that particular mm-hmm. rabbit hole. Sure. Um, I, I do a lot of weird image searches just as part of the prep for the drawings or of the kind of envisioning what's happening in the drawings. And yeah, that's where I spend most, no, sorry, where I spend most of my time. Right. And this is a process where you're doing effectively one a day, more or less, more or less. Some days I'll, I'll put five up and some days I won't, put any up so sure. i would I, it, it's not a hard and fast one a right, day, but right. 
I am definitely thinking about Garfield every day. <laughs> this is just, I think this whole interview is just going to kill my mother who really dislikes Garfield. Oh no. Why does your mother dislike Garfield? <laughs> Hi, <mom. laughs> my, my mom is a very, is a very good person and she's a good citizen. You know, she's, mm-hmm. she's just a, a really great person. And I, I think she's really disappointed and, Garfield's pessimism and his bad attitude, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's uh, I. I was never encouraged to have any kind of Garfield toys or books as a child. Right. Not that I'm like claiming any hardship from that, really. But <laughs> right. <laughs> not not a fan at all. I had not realized what a big cultural footprint Garfield has. But of course, there've been feature films. <laughs> Apparently, they were terrible. I, I don't know. You've seen the film. I I haven't you know I'm I I really feel like I'm I need to fill in some of the gaps in my my Garfield <laughs> knowledge right I, this is a not, I don't want to be yeah this is a I don't want to be one of these people that that's yeah. just one uh, right one thing but sure. it sure does kind of take over yeah well and it's a not insubstantial Instagram account and again it's Garfield <laughs> from memory and. Did you, when in the process here, did you start that? Was that from day one? You said, okay, I'm going to do an Instagram account. I'm going to draw Garfield from memory and let's see what happens. Or was it gradual? It was actually my personal account at first, which is why the, <laughs> <Got> maybe, <laughs> it did, it completely did. Wow. I didn't post them for a few weeks. I think I was just, I do most of them on the bus, um, on my way to work and on my way home from work. Mm. And that was just a, a chunk of time that I realized I had, I wasn't using, and I, I really had a, a perfect little place to work on the bus. I always had a seat. My stop was the last stop, so I wouldn't miss it. Um, and so the first drawings were just very simple ink line drawings of Garfield. <laughs> and it was more, uh, they were, they were pretty, I think I was trying to really remember what Garfield looked like and not a, doing a very convincing job on right, any of them, which, right. which was entertaining to me. So that's such an interesting exercise in memory and art. I'm looking, I'm looking for the account. Now I found the, the principal Garfield, uh, Garfield account. And uh, of course it's all very bright and colorful. And I was like the, uh, the dog is it Odie, Odie, the dog. Odie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at this! You just did a uh, you just did a Corona Garfield. I have I yeah, I did a, it was a plague doctor Garfield. I, yes, I did a, a couple Corona. Mm-hmm. I you know in in some ways it's it's kind of like a diary. Uh huh. I mean in a weird way. Yes. It's it's sort of what's on my mind every day, or what I come across, or what what's going on in the world. You uh, did, so you, there are yeah. some real real left field ones in there uh, and who's this dog here is this your dog that is my dog yep he is he's recovering from pneumonia right now oh, so no. i i uh i had to do a gofundme on there to to try and offset some of his vet bills well that's uh, good but this, this, this yeah Garfield. he's a trooper yeah yeah in Gar- everyone I, it's on. such a great oh i'm so sorry to keep interrupting no not at all not at all at go on no no Every, everyone on the internet is not on the internet, but uh, you know, a, a lot of the people that follow the Instagram are incredibly supportive, incredibly creative, 
it's it's a kind of community that I had never been a part of previously. I'm not really a tech savvy person. I'm not really a, a you know I don't play video games or anything like that, and I don't dislike it. It's just not. It's never been my thing. This is. It's been a community where I, I'm able to open up. I think in a way that I haven't just because of my own, uh, you know, kind of social anxiety and, uh, you know, it, it's really, it's been a fantastic source of support for me. And I hope that I'm a part of that for other people. Yeah, sure. Uh, when you started doing this, were, were there some original kind of super fans? Some people who really came out and were like, wow, this is it. <laughs> You're making my I, Garfield day. <laughs> there have been, I have had people following me from the very beginning. There's still, a hundred percent in it, and it makes me so happy. My friends Scott and Anna at Meats and Foods are just the most amazing people, and they've been full on. They've had me do some posters for them, and uh, uh, yeah, there's there's really a huge community of Garfield appreciators. <laughs> <laughs> and this is this stuff goes really far afield. I mean, is it, am I seeing Iggy Pop? Iggy Pop, Garfield, Iggy, yeah. Iggy Pop, yeah, I would say I mean, he's probably one of the, maybe not one of the most controversial. There's a few. Mm. There's a Manson in there. Uh, <laughs> I think there's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's OJ. Carl's, Carl's, yeah. oh yeah, OJ. That was a commission. I started uh-huh. doing commissions um, in the fall. People just started asking if I would do. I mean, I've been been doing drawings, but I've started doing paintings for people, which is just amazing and so fun. And the, o- the OJ one is really one of my favorite garfs of all of them. The gloves. <laughs> so, <laughs> you got a. They fle- obviously don't fit. No, no, of course. We all yeah. know what you have to do. Right. Fleet, Fleetwood Garf. I mean, come on. Uh huh. It's such a fun, uh, there's a, such a spirit of fun. And so you're, you're taking requests and things too? I do. That was one thing I started doing as soon as as soon as I started posting it, and people were liking it at all. I said, "I need ideas." You know, I'm just I'm doing this to kind of get myself moving, and it's it's been great in that regard. And people have just come up with some real <laughs> crazy ideas. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the weirdest ones. Baby Yoda I've had Garf. Some, Go on. Baby Yoda Garf. That was I. I did about five versions of that one until I got the one that that <laughs> the person really liked. Um, yeah, you, you have some very say. specific Garfield requests. Uh, Garfield riding a skateboard uh <laughs> with a picture of Garfield riding a skateboard on the bottom of the skateboard he's doing uh, some sort of a kickflip and like it it just people people seem to have fun with it too and that it's in, immensely satisfying to me you have the Garfield Zapruder type video <laughs> oh my god wow yeah, you don't want to miss this account, so make sure you get to Instagram and check out Garfield from Memory as you're listening to this or after. It's pretty fun. And, you know, has this – it sounds like it's it's opened up your creativity. I mean, are you beginning to do other work now more frequently? Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like you, you 
got over your creative block through this. Very, very much. I just, I couldn't believe how much it changed my, my whole creative viewpoint. I just, I had felt really stuck. I had felt really, uh, just at some sort of a crossroads without any idea of what to do next. Mm. And there's just such a, a spirit of play in this project. Mm. And uh, honestly, to me, on one level, it's, it's kind of an open ended conceptual art project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 something that really can go on and on and be more like a game than, than like a finished piece. Mm -hmm. That's the aspect of it. That's, that's really been so wonderful is how into it other people get and how much humor and joy they seem to find in it. And I, I don't think I've ever made artwork that has made, as many people happy as this project has. <laughs> and that's com- completely new experience to me. What a joy. Yeah. <laughs> it's much better joy. than the, right. the, the minimal crap I was doing before. Yeah. Toiling in <laughs> obscurity for yourself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's something about that pop kind of angle that allows you to be more free somehow. I think there's a lesson in here. A bit more of a grassroots approach mm. too. Mm. You know, I, it's, I'm interacting directly with the people that follow my work. If, <laughs> if someone really likes something, they'll DM me and mm-hmm. it's, and we'll have a conversation. A lot of times I'll find out that they make really incredible work mm. and it's, it's just built a creative network of potential collaborators, fellow artists. It just, it's just been huge to me. I feel very, mm. very lucky for it. Well, I think you made the right choice. I, I, think, about this, <laughs> I think about this often. Uh, you know, I could have done Huckleberry Hound. You know, that would have been real. <laughs> <Right>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but also giving yourself that parameter, I think, is key. And I think a lot of artists, aspiring artists, tend to think huge. They think, I'm going to write my Moby Dick. And, mm-hmm. you know, you sort of want to say to them, maybe, maybe write a, write a few haiku first, or maybe write a <laughs> short story first and sort of see, see where that lands. See if you can find an audience and connect with them and connect with yourself, not trying to, de- you know, to deter anyone from, from the big ambitious projects, but I don't, mm. I don't know. I think, I think sometimes you just need to get yourself moving. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. at this point. Garfield is my Moby Dick. It's my white whale, <laughs> my orange whale. Uh, that's the show that's title. That's another one I'll have to do. Yes. Oh, would you do that for the for the show? I would love that. Yes, I was going to ask. You, yeah. uh, you'd mentioned that oh. was me shuffling around papers earlier trying to. Uh, I would love that. Yeah, that, okay. would, that would mean a lot because that the, the show would inspire it would have inspired that. Okay, great. So, well, you know, and maybe are you going to do him as the whale? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I could do him as both. I did an Ahab earlier. Okay, I, so, Moby yeah. Dick is is actually one of my favorite books. Oh sure, wow, all time. Um, so there is a Captain Ahab Garfield who's who's a little crusty looking. Um, Great, <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'm looking at, but uh, yeah, go on. Oh no, it could be a it could be an Ahab Garfield. I think is the whale. I think Garfield we're call whale. The episode, well, Mo- Moby I, I Garf. think it all be Garfields. Moby Garf. Moby Garth. That's a good episode Naturally. title. 
I'm looking yes. at Baphomet. <laughs> Baphomet Garfield. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Here it is. Boy, that just goes on and on. Wild. Uh, yeah. Go. I think. <laughs> oh I, no! I was just going to say it. Just, yeah. That just when you think there's there you're reaching the end of it. I I have a hard time believing that I've done so many of these. Hmm. Hmm. Right. Yeah. No doubt. So it becomes this kind of meta project. Uh, mm-hmm. which is you know, the whole thing collectively is much more than any one of the, the drawings, which is, uh, quite, quite fun. You've got a Garfield as a Marlboro. <laughs> yes. A pack of Marlboro, uh, Marlboro golds. Right. Twinkies was one of my favorite recent ones. Yeah. Garfield Twinkie. This is a great medium for it too. Instagram is perfect for this. It really, once I decided to do square drawings only, that was the real hurdle for me. I, I miss having a more balanced composition, but you just really can't on Instagram. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. The, it, the format kind of. It's hip to be square. It is. It's, it's very hip to be square <laughs> on Instagram. Moby Garf. Fun. Well, and again, this is the Get This Podcast. I'm Kevin Kautzman. It's getthispodcast.com. You can find it everywhere. You get your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. If you like what you're hearing, you know, give us a five star and feedback to me. I'm on Twitter, pretty active there. Are you Are you on Twitter, uh, Kate? Uh, I have tweeted one time. I'm trying to <laughs> – I feel like that's that's the, uh, the undiscovered country for me. Um, yeah. But I would love being able to actually – Tweet at some of the people that I'm garfing, for lack of a, <laughs> a better term. The people that you're turning into Garfield, right? If you showed, well, you showed I, OJ, I, yeah. you know, yeah, he's very active on Twitter. <laughs> Does he? Is he? Yeah, Does famously, he have infamously so. Is? Oh, okay, yeah, I, I see. They let him on. Twitter is a. <clears throat> it, 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 there's a little bit of a hurdle for me getting mm. into any new platform just sure. because I'm I'm a little bit uh, tech wary. I don't blame you. Maybe save yourself from it because uh, boy, <laughs> it's a bit of a it's a cesspool a lot of the time. I love this. You've got uh, Hal from 2001 as Garf. Gal, I think. Is no, it, yeah. Is Garf or something. Garf well, 9000. There yeah. are some pretty terrible puns and yeah. I'll warn anybody that, that they just you, they write themselves, you know. There's a quality, an uncanny, eerie quality to a lot of this as well, <laughs> where it's in in what sense? <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know, Garfus E.T. is a little. It's just odd. Uh, yeah. it, it forces you to see it. <laughs> G.T. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 It forces you to see it a little differently. Very, very strange, mm-hmm. in, in, in a good way, in, in a great way. Uh, so. Let's let's talk a little more about how you how you became an artist and what inspired you. And it sounds like you know, even in elementary school you were uh, making trades and, and winning Twinkies for your art. But when did you know <laughs> it was what you wanted to do professionally? Well, um, I just you know I tried doing other things, and it's it's just the thing that always calls to me. Hmm. It's the it's the thing that that I love the most to do, and it, I've done it as long as I can remember, and drawn and, and painted, and it's just always been such an enormous part of who I am. That uh, at times when it it's, it feels further away from me, it can be really and you know, this is definitely a project that's that's helped me 
get over some of my own mental health issues or at mm, least sure. find a better way of dealing with them. Um, and also allowed me to really get a robust creative practice going where I'm working every day and I'm a pretty lazy person. So that's, <laughs> I feel extraordinarily lucky for, and you're, you're for still, everything. You're still doing this on the bus. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I work, uh, I actually work at an art supply store, uh, helpfully. So I, every morning on the bus, I'll try and start a drawing. I love it when I can do a drawing start to finish on the bus. A lot of times I'll finish it right as we're pulling in to the to stop because I just have a pretty good sense of the timing now. And then I'll just take a quick picture of it and try and throw it up on Instagram before I go to work, maybe get another one done in the evening. We have art activities at my work every week and I get to sit there and hang out with fun and weird people making artwork and I everybody expects me to make a garf. <laughs> At this point, they, they kind of complain if I'm not doing Garfield. Sure. What else do you do when you're not, when you're not drawing the, uh, the cat? Well, this past week, we had a, a really cool stop-motion animation workshop. Hmm. So I did a, a couple of short pieces. There's one uh, from a few days ago that's uh, it's Arlene lamenting over Garfield's uh, motionless body. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really stop motion animation is just one of the most fun things you can do and, and incredibly empowering. I felt like Spielberg after making this <laughs> seven, seven second animation. Uh, we've done felting, uh, oil painting, all kinds of casting, um, found art sculpture or found, uh, object sculpture. Sounds like they're, you're in they're, the, the right workplace. <laughs> I really, it really has been wonderful. Um, and there, there are starting to be a lot of Garfields in this particular branch of, <laughs> of my, my art supply chain. What is it about this, this character that strikes people? I wonder what, what struck a chord for people? This grumpy cat that likes lasagna. It's kind of irrational. <laughs> I think he appeals to the, the sort of curmudgeon in all of us, mm. you know, I think mm. there's been a lot written about why people like Garfield, but I think it's also, he's so visually identifiable, even mm. if he's a toaster or Moby Dick or an apple or a hamburger. Mm. I think all of which have been in there at some, at some point, um, you can still immediately tell, Oh, it's Garfield, but he's also, something strange and it's being able to put something familiar and something strange and something humorous together. That's been really the most fun. Mm. Is it that another one of his qualities is that he's, he's rather large. He's a fat cat. He is. He is a fat cat. I think every <laughs> one of the, the 70 odd Garfield books is, is some sort of a reference to that in the title. <laughs> there are 70 Garfield books. <laughs> I, I, th I read there are around that many. I, they really, uh, <laughs> pause incorporated was, was a high production organization. That was, that's the commercial end of right. Garfield until last, last August. Hmm. And there aren't any new comics coming out. Are there? 
Oh, there are. Jim, oh, are Jim there? Davis continues. Yeah. Oh, I he didn't sold, know that. He sold the commercial end and, uh-huh. and all the licensing to Viacom recently. Uh-huh. Okay. Wow. Um, but he does the strip. He continues to do the strip, a daily strip, which is, uh, I mean, no offense, Mr. Davis, but there, there are only like 10 jokes in Garfield. And <laughs> they, they kind of goes through them pretty, uh, right. pretty routinely. So I'm sure this is, I think, the 41st or 42nd year of Garfield. I remember so they, he's probably got it down by now. Sure. I think they've, I think they've figured it out, figured out the formula. <laughs> Why change what's working? Right. Right. That's so fun. And then, of course, Odie doesn't speak, does he? And but Garfield does, and somehow Jim can read his mind somehow. He he thinks everything is in a thought bubble, right? But but Jim does. Uh, uh, John, sorry, John Arbuckle. Mm-hmm. Jim Davis, right? Uh, he does seem to have a, a some sort of understanding of what Garfield is saying to him, hmm. which is what makes it so sad in Garfield minus Garfield. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes this sort of existential, uh, dark, strange. <laughs> yes, Garfield without Garfield is pretty dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this poor, lonely character. Yeah, kind That's of a Beckett thing. Yeah, it is. It is. It's pretty Beckett. <laughs> waiting, waiting, waiting for Garf. For Garf. <laughs> yeah. See, they just they they start to once once you start to think of them, it kind of yeah. just gets the ball rolling. Interesting. So, you know, childhood in Richmond, Virginia, school, mm-hmm. in, school in New York. Uh, how was your MFA program in New York City? Where, where did you go? What was that experience like? Well, I actually did my MFA at Bard, which is a, a couple hours north of oh. the city. Oh, sure. um, it was a fantastic program. It, I, I studied with some people who just blew my mind, who really pushed me. Um, I don't know that that grad school is really something that makes sense for a lot of people mm-hmm. in the arts these days. Sure, um, I don't re- I don't regret going at all, and I I am very fortunate to have had the chance to attend there. Um, but I really think there's a lot of inequity in the system these days, yeah. and people come out of of an MFA program owing six figures. I mean, it just, there's no way to have a creative life and pay that back. I right. mean, they're, you know, right. without working all the time. Sure. Or in standing to inherit or, a lot of money. Oh, and of course that's well, the yeah. subtext. Yeah, of the I mean, that's right. Like- <laughs> right. That's everything, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Right. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I also have my MFA. It's in creative writing and I, I've coached people in the past about it and their application processes and, and in playwriting and all this. And I would just never, never encourage anyone who doesn't come from serious money to, to take that, uh, mm-hmm. leap, to take that leap. I just don't think it's worth it. It's not practical. And, uh, you know, you're better off, uh, saving the money and, and spending it on, uh, just time to write. 
or, you know, or, exactly. or smaller workshops, you know, little, you know, there are lots of local things you can do in, in most cities, uh, mm-hmm. lots of ways to cobble together a kind of pseudo MFA, uh, and, uh, you know, even if you, even if you want to teach with the MFA, I mean, those positions are so rare and hard to, hard to acquire. Uh, it's, it's all about mm-hmm. what you want to do. And at least in playwriting, there are a number of programs that will, will pay, pay your way. Uh, so I encourage It's, you know. it's <laughs> true. And I, it, I shouldn't issue a blanket statement like that. I, I love Bard. Bard was, there was three summers and there were some of, three of the most beautiful, mm. creative, uh, exhilarating summers I've had. Yeah. But at the same time, I came out owing a lot of money and I really, I don't think I had understood what that would mean in my sure. life. And I think there are a lot of people who are in the same boat. Yeah. A lot of people across disciplines, not even just the arts are, are oh, struggling with the yeah. injustice of that, the iniquity of that. And, uh, yeah, of course this system has been so good at spreading out the blame. No one person is to blame. Everyone's kind of to, you know, everyone and no one is to blame. And it's become a cultural phenomenon. And, uh, yeah, it's a real, it's a real shame, but I, I am, uh, I admire you for taking this, this empty time and turning it, turning it into this project. I think that's something that anyone interested in pursuing art, whatever it looks like, uh, or really anything, so a small business, you want to start a business, you know, find that em- those empty hours in your day and, and make the most of them. Our Skype connection came down with a case of coronavirus. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We're backed up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we were, we were in the middle of talking about maximizing your time during your day and how you found this spirit of play with golf. Yes. Yes, definitely. I bet you have a I, chance to surprise yourself, right? Exactly. I, uh, I, that, that's a really interesting way to put it, uh, because this this whole thing has been a a big surprise to me. Uh, I, you know, like I said, I wasn't in a great spot when I started doing this, and it it has given me so much more confidence and a lot of joy. And I'm not a person that uh, expects <laughs> expects that all the time. Really? Yeah, hmm. I, I, you know, I've really always had a lot of issues with depression, hmm. and I think that being able to find the humor in things and being able to, to to find joy in making things is is what has mainly gotten me through. And you know, having a really fantastic supportive family and being lucky enough to afford mental health care. Mm. Oh, that's, that's fascinating. You, you, you go to therapy and all this. I do. I do. I, I take a few different antidepressants and it's, it's definitely been, uh, a long-term mm. condition. It's something mm-hmm. that I've dealt with for, for a really long time. And that has been pretty problematic at times in my life. Mm, sure. Uh, what do you think it is about the project that helps to ameliorate that i think i there's a sense of connection that i really hadn't felt in regards to my work previously Mm -hmm. even coming out of an mfa program where i was in conversation with lots of people about about our work it seemed like the end game to having a gallery practice was selling really expensive work to a very small percentage of people who could afford it. Mm. And this, this project has kind of taken that entirely 
out of the equation. You know, the the only <laughs> right. people who are buying my work are are the people who are looking at it every day and telling me, talking to me about it and enjoying it. And they can afford to buy it. And it's helping put food on my table. That's very inspiring. I wonder, too, when do you make time for, for other projects around this? Are you intentional it, about that? I have to be a little intentional. It really, I, honestly, this is such an engrossing project that I almost have a hard time not working on it at this point. It's just a lot of fun. Mm. Um, I, I also do my own painting. Um, I'm kind of trying to push that a little bit more and maybe think about what the next iteration of, of this particular project would be. Yeah. I wonder, I was going to ask what's next for, for Garfield from memory. Oh, Snoopy, probably <laughs> Snoopy. Snoopy. <laughs> <laughs> Snoopy from stencils. <laughs> just, just Snoopy from stencils. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. Snoopy <laughs> from memory. Yeah. Snoopy from memory. I, I don't really know. I mean, hmm. it's, it, it's really a, a, such a phenomenally open project. I don't, I don't, I can't imagine anything else as, <laughs> as fun at this point. You know, circling back to the, the depression and I appreciate your mm -hmm. openness about that. I, I kind of wonder as you began to do this project, were you noticing a difference immediately or was it more of a gradual lifting? It was, it was a gradual process. I mean, there, there were a lot of other things going on mm -hmm. at the time. And, uh, I had, uh, uh, I had been in the hospital briefly, um, for mental health issues. And so my, my whole life at, at the point when I started, uh, was still kind of dealing with the aftermath of that particular crisis and it, it was something that i found uh really difficult to get past hmm. um and and that had me really just stuck in a lot of ways um so it just kind of gradually as as i started to engage more and more with the project and as other people started to engage more with the project it it just built itself up and it built me up with it mm. yeah that's really that's really inspiring and all this from starting to draw this goofy cartoon character <laughs> on the bus, <laughs> on the bus <laughs> i mean there's a real memory yeah, there's yeah. a real kind of bukowski bukowski vibe to this right it's i'm on the bus i'm going it could to be, work it could be a little gritty yeah yeah <laughs> there's an edge to this project which is great uh, there's definitely an edge in a lot of them i i mean i i want it to be able to be appreciated by lots of different types of people. And mm. one of the coolest things is my friends who have kids who are old enough to appreciate it are, are telling me that their kids are following it. And I, I'm like, Oh my God. You know, if <laughs> <laughs> a teenager thinks I'm cool. I've, uh, it's such a niche thing. When I tell people, I tell people I'm interviewing this. It definitely is. Yeah. I'm interviewing this, this, this woman who draws Garfield from memory every day. And we're going to talk for an hour about, about this. It's, it really has brought me a lot of joy just thinking about it. I mean, when we met, I was just so excited to ask you to come on the podcast. And I'm really grateful 
uh, that you've come on. Are, are there any other? Oh, it's so, so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. What a joy. Are you, uh, are you online anywhere else? Any other <laughs> places you want to plug? Um, well, I also have a zine called horse corn. Uh, that's on Instagram. It's, uh, that one's a, a little bit, uh, further into left field. Uh, horse corn. <laughs> it's, it's, it, was actually a physical zine that we we put out a few times, uh, kind of a local service industry uh, bar and restaurant artist and weirdo <laughs> wow. magazine. Okay. And uh, but the Instagram is just basically jokes about horses and corn. It's so if anybody has <laughs> any interest in either of those two <laughs> topics, I would definitely recommend that. And it's horsecorn underscore DC. That is, that's the Instagram. Right? I see. And there's a woman with a very pregnant belly having the belly licked by a horse. Here. I, <laughs> yeah. I, like like I weird. said, it's a little it's a little weirder than the Garfield one, which is saying something. <laughs> right. Right. This is quite <laughs> quite odd. I'm beginning to understand your sense of humor. You've got horse corn as uh, in the Metallica logo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I think I'm beginning to understand you <laughs> a little bit. Well, that's we'll have great. To change it up then. No, it's fantastic. All right. Well, Kate Parnell, thank you so much for coming on the show. I hope we can do this again, perhaps next year, and check in on the Garfield project. Fantastic. That would be All right. wonderful. And again, it's uh, at Garfield for Memory, and this is the Get This podcast. I think you've inspired me to start a a Get This Instagram. I don't have a I handle. I think we should do it. Yeah. Well, one of the things we do for this show is uh, the great Pineal Colada, who is in uh, is on Twitter. She she be mm-hmm. in Instagram, but. She does these psychedelic filters for every guest, and it's—I think it's part of the attraction of coming on the show. People really love those those portraits that she does from from photography. Uh, so yeah. I think I'm gonna, yeah, I think I'm gonna devote a channel to to this podcast as well uh, because that art, you know, it deserves to be shared, and I think it'll be, you know, like your your Garfield project. It'll have some nice consistency over the years. You know, you'll be able to go and look back at all these psychedelic portraits. So. I appreciate yeah, the inspiration. You know, and just a little bit every day and just make it fun for yourself. Yes. That seems like a trick. That seems like good advice to young artists. Make it fun <laughs> for yourself. I think so. You're going to have to do it for a long time if you choose this life. Yeah. Might as well enjoy it. That's it. <laughs> All right. What a joy. Kate Parnell. And this is the Get This Podcast. I'm Kevin Couchman, coming to you from upstate Manhattan. Getthispodcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Thanks again, Kate. Adios. All right. Thanks so much, man. Take care. Thank you.